0: Thank you, church. You may be seated. If you have your Bibles this evening, we'll be quick tonight, but rather a very pertinent subject that I'd like to preach on. And depending on how everything goes, I might actually split, split the sermon from this week and next week. But We'll see how the Lord sort of leads tonight. Let's turn our Bibles to Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter three, and we we'll begin reading in verse 17. <clears throat> Second Peter Chapter 3, verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing that ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked, fall in your own steadfastness. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. The two songs that we just sang is, again, a a great reminder that God is the one that caused us. God is the one that sees us as perfect because of Jesus Christ. And therefore, as we come to His presence, as we come to His house, and we understand tonight that uh, His house is not a building, it's His people. And as we Conjugate together this evening, I'd like to, to ask you a question that I've asked myself in the last two weeks. And is this, And the question is this, am I growing? Am I growing? And a few weeks ago, um, I had an opportunity to preach here again. And, and, and what the, the Lord sort of allowed me to, to, to illustrate was um, how, how Doris loves to, to go to the, the sales section of the Bunnings. And she goes there, and she, she looks at the plants that are, are worth a dollar or 50 cents, and, and they're just pieces of twigs. It's just, there's no leaves, there's no nothing on it. It's, it's dead, in my eyes. And basically, she buys that, and we squish it into the van. And lo and behold, again, um, this tree that I, I mentioned previously that used to be just a stick, um, now is flourishing. It's flourishing. It's... You look at it, there's not, nothing changed, right babe? We, we didn't put new soil in there. We just, we, we, we got it and we put it into our environment where it's, it's supposed to grow. We put it into an environment where where everything is just right. There's just enough sunlight. There's just enough water that's placed there. We have our kids water the garden every once in a while, obviously, uh, before 10 o'clock and after in the evening. So, so we can take care of the water restrictions. Um, but this thing has just flourished. If you come to my house, um, there in the crossing, what you'll find is that there's this random tree right next to the barbecue, and it's about this big, and it's just leaves, and it's just leaves, and it's flourishing. I began thinking about that, and as God gave us another child to, to rear up and in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, I began asking myself, Has EJ grown? Can I look back in the last year of my life and see? God exponentially growing me in certain areas of my life? Do I, do I see as I read the Bible, am I developing in my understanding of Scripture? And so that's the question I'd like you to ask yourself this evening as we, again, get prepared to, to start off this month. And this month is, called, uh, is is about vision. Having the right vision. See, you can't have the right vision unless you see yourself in the right way. You, you, cannot, you cannot be in a, uh, in a state where where you're growing leaps and bounds if you don't think that you have to grow leaps and bounds. That, that tree could st- sit there as a twig and think, you know, I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But it's not thriving. And church, what I'd love our church to continue doing, because we have in the past, continue to strive for better things for the Lord. Amen? And teenagers, you need to understand, even though you have a break this season, um, you're going to go back to school. So you know what you need to do? You need to thrive so that when you get to school, your momentum keeps going. You keep going on for the Lord. And so here, this passage of Scripture that we just read in 2 Peter really just reminds us to stand firm, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of, of the wickedness, uh, wicked, fall in your own steadfastness. And again, you need to understand this evening, church, that God has blessed our church tremendously. He's given us opportunities last, last week to spend as, as, as families, to learn about some things. But I pray that those seeds of, of knowledge, those nuggets of truth, didn't just stay dormant, but actually started flourishing already in your family's life. Because that's the desire. And so the first point for us tonight is simply this, there is an expectation for growth. There is an expectation for growth. I had a discussion with a pastor yesterday, and, and he was just sharing to me how, um, how God just sometimes he moves his assets. If, if, he, if he places his asset in the area and, and, and that, that doesn't work or that person is limited, he'll move his assets. Why? Until he gets to a spot where it's, it's flourishing, it grows. And he knows where you're supposed to be, by the way. He knows exactly where you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to act like a husband or as a wife. He knows exactly where you are even tonight. And the understanding is this, there's an expectation for you to grow. When someone invests, they don't just invest for fun. They invest for growth. And as some people have invested in your life and many have invested in mine, my desire is not just to give them growth, but to give God growth. And so let me show you some things that that happened to a church that that, that thought that they were in a, a pinnacle time in their spiritual life. They thought that everything was going okay. Um, you know, they had the great heritage, they had a great lineage. But the problem is, the, the person that organized and started the church turns around and rebukes them. And then we look at in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. It says this 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Church, do you know what? As, a, as you evaluate your life and you ask yourself, am I growing? These are some three tall signs that you're not growing. Uh, you're, not, you're not progressing, you're regressing. There, there's things in your life that should be flourishing that are not. And the, the, the tall tale signs are very evident. Like we, me and Doris were outside and we were watering the garden and um, we saw in the rose bush, uh, we have two rose bushes. One of them has a, um, has a dreaded disease where the leaves start turning black. And you know what? We, we trimmed them. Brother Reg, I learned from you. Start trimming them real, like, real tight and, and making sure that they're nice and clean and no leaves at a certain time of the year. You know, we did that. But one tree, one rose is going really well. The other has the same amount of leaves. But the problem is the leaves are not the same color. It's not healthy. It's not growing. It's, not, it's being hindered. And there's this understanding that if your expectation, there's an expectation in your life to have growth in, your ex, growth in your spiritual life, we need to look and say, hey, is my spiritual life in this spectrum? This is it. Um, there's a retarded development. There's a retarded development. And that's not trying to be mean. That's not trying to be, I'm calling people names. No, no. I'm saying there's a stunting in your growth. That's one of the telltale signs that there's something wrong. There's a stunting in your growth. Why? Because there was an expectation. In verse 1, and I, brethren, see, notice how he says brethren. He wasn't talking to the world. He wasn't talking to random people. He was talking to the church. I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. You think you're here, but in actual fact, you're here. You're carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. There was our underlying responsibility for growth. And church, let me remind you tonight as we continue on. 2 Peter 3.17 says this, Yea, therefore, beloved, seeing ye, um, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of wicked, of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. And verse 18 says this, but grow in grace. There is a responsibility for growth. Husbands, there is a responsibility for you to take the next step for the glory of God. There's a responsibility for you, ladies, that you cannot rest upon your husband. You have to rest upon yourself that I'm going to grow for the glory of God. Teenagers, you cannot rely on your parents to grow for you. You need to grow yourself. And so let me ask you tonight, have you grown? Take a a period of time, whether it is, since I got married, have I grown as a man? Have I put away childish things in my life? Am I still enamored with that in my mind? Am I still a child? Ask yourself those questions. Why? Because it reveals that there's a retardation of growth. There's something stopping you. And you're looking around and you're saying, man, why isn't God using me the way that he used to? Maybe there's just something stopping you from doing something more for Him. Not only that, there's a second thing that we need to, we need to see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. It says this, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. That's scary? Why? Because there was an expectation for growth. Hey, um. <laughs> I went there to see you grow for the glory of God. But then there's something that stopped you and hindered you from, from pressing more for Him. And, and now because of that, you're not being fed. You cannot, have, you, you, you cannot have this meat, and so there's a restriction in your diet. There's a restriction in your diet. Not only is there a retardation of your development, but there's a restriction in your diet. Do you know my, my child Lydia... She can only have milk. That's all she wants. That's all she craves. At 2 o'clock in the morning, she, Mama, I want some milk. She says it in a much more better song. Like 30 minutes later, she'll say, Mama, I need some more. There's nothing wrong with milk, church. Understand that. There's nothing wrong with having milk and learning the basics But there is something wrong when your diet is restricted and you cannot do what you're supposed to be doing at the age you are in. I'm fine for a child that's three weeks old to just drink milk. But if Shiloh, she's six now, turns around and says, Dad, all I want is milk, do you know what that is? No. Why? Because there's some more things that you need to grow in. There's some more things that you need to get into your heart to solidify your faith. There's some things that you need to learn that milk can provide a little bit, just a little bit, but God wants you to grow. And as you seek the vision this month, and as we look forward to what God can do for us as a a church, we need to evaluate ourselves and say, hey, am I just sucking on milk? And so when someone stands up here and preaches, thus saith the Lord, do you get offended? Does it hurt your heart? Is it something that you look at, hey, oh, he's just saying that out of pride. No, it's not. It's about meat. For you to eat meat. Why? Because all you're doing is consuming milk. Again, I have nothing wrong with milk. But you cannot progress if you don't have meat. There is a, there was a restriction in your diet. Paul kept teaching on the basics, even though there had been... Even though they had an inflated view of their spirituality, be, they believed that they were ready for deeper things, but they weren't living the deeper things or basic things in their life that He already just preached to them. You know, I see that a lot in, in, in ministry. It's those guys that, that call you up and, and they have questions, it's those guys that sit you down and start talking about how the world is flat there are legitimately independent Baptists that believe that way. And I sit down with some of them, and I have to, I have to think to myself, you can't even get the basics right. You, you can't even get to the, to the point where you're consistently reading your Bible. And you're, you're trying to get into the deeper things. And that's not even that deep. Just read the Bible. It's just fear. But understand, church, that there needs to be a development that takes place. And if there's not a development, there's a retardation of your growth. And that retardation maybe is because you're restricted in your diet. You can't handle meat. Isn't that scary? You know, you can be be saved for 20 years and still be on milk. Even if you have the best preacher, you could still be living off milk. Why? Because every preacher knows before they get behind this pulpit, and I'll finish soon and I'll definitely have to cut this in half and next week you'll get part two. Um, Every preacher knows that when you preach, you you give everyone something. You're not just feeding the milk. You're, You're giving meat. You're giving deep things. Why? Because everyone here is on a different level. Not everyone here is super spiritual, neither is everyone here babies. There are many of you that are far more experienced than myself. But my responsibility is to feed you. Give you something. So let me feed you with this. Just because you've been saved for 15, 20 years does not mean that gives you liberty to just eat and eat and drink milk. That's all you do. That that doesn't that's that cannot be the case because if you want to take that vision if you want to get that vision that God has for our church you need to start growing and lastly for us this evening it's not just a there's a retardation of our development or a restricted diet there's a repeated division there's a repeated division let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 and I'll close off real quickly you're doing really well tonight thank you 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3 says this for ye are yet carnal for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Do you know a tall tale sign if you're not progressing in your spiritual life is that all you do is cause division? Do you know we're taught to run to the problem? In Bible college, you're taught, you know, if... If something comes up, you run to the problem. You don't run away from the problem, just like David did. You run to the problem, You try to fix it, get it done. Nip it in the bud, they say. But the truth of the matter is, is that the evidence of a person growing in their faith with God, growing in their maturity, is the absence of this, the absence of division, the absence of, oh, look at him. Try to cut him off. The absence of of comparing yourself with somebody else. There's an absence of that. Why? Because you understand this thing. It says here, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas uh, whereas there is among you envying, strife, and divisions. It says this, this last phrase of that verse, it says here, Walk as men. And sometimes if you're not careful, you can read the Bible and you see, okay, saying like walking as men. Like we bravado, right? No, that's not what it's actually saying. It's talking, it's, it's saying that, hey, um, you're behaving like a person that's not saved. That is what's happening. That your actions are showing to everybody else that, hey, I'm supposed to be a Christian, but I'm choosing to live this type of way. I'm choosing to live like an unsaved person would. Why? Because that's what a, an unsaved person would do. Completely neglecting what the Holy Spirit has le- led in your heart and is leading you. You're rejecting that and you're walking as men. That's what the scriptures are saying. And he's saying to, to us tonight, could we see that in our own life? Could we see that in, in, in EJ's life as, we, as I take account of the last seven years or so? being married? Is there a development in my life? Am I growing? Or maybe it's just you tonight saying, okay, God has blessed me and I've stayed faithful. You know what, church? If that's you tonight, praise the Lord. You keep going for that. But don't let these things creep up because that's what they do. And you think we got it, but then sometimes it just humbles us again to see where we fail. And so, church, tonight, just keep thinking about that because If we're not growing, we won't catch the vision. If you're not growing, then you you won't understand what what God is leading us to do as a church. You won't won't understand that. But as you develop in your Christian life, and as we ponder on these things this week, as Brother Erhard said, just apply it. I I don't need to know your problems. I have my own to bear. But you apply the Scriptures like I have. I've tried so we develop ourselves and say, hey, I want to be a growing Christian. Why? Because in order for me to grow, I need to know where I'm at. And where I'm at is here, or it's here, or it's here. Don't be like the, the Corinthian church that thought that they were up here. I need deeper stuff. I need deeper stuff. You know what? I'm not growing in the church because I need deeper stuff. No, no. Get your basic stuff. Just read your Bible and stop listening to worldly music. And just love the Lord and tell people about Jesus. Just, just get your basics down before you start jumping off the cliff somewhere talking about post-trib pre-wrath. Before you start doing that, before you start going to your little concordances everywhere and just saying, oh, this, 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 this. Get your basics down. Figure out whether you're just drinking milk. And say, God, I want to develop so I can eat meat. Amen? I can be a better Christian for you. So let's pray. Am I growing? Father, again, I thank you for this time. And I know, Father, that I've gone a little long, but I felt that you are leading us. And so I pray that you help us, Lord, to be, be vigilant, also to endeavor to look into ourselves, even this week, Lord, and say, uh, I want to grow. And what is stunting my growth, whether it's a retardation or whether it's a, it's, a, it's a restriction in my diet, or maybe there's repeated divisions in my heart towards other people. Whatever it may be, Father, I pray that you again just speak to our hearts You help us to get things right. And Lord, we love you. We thank you again for, for the redemption that you've given to us from the substitutionary atonement for our sin. And that, Father God, that you sent Jesus to die for us. And I thank you for that. And then bless us, Lord, even this after, um, after here and as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. amen.